Welcome to the Minute Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series called I Quit. The message is entitled I Quit Complaining. Today we're going to be looking at Exodus 16 where the Israelites said to Moses, only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us out into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Man, that sounds like something to complain about, right? But listen, we're going to learn how we can stop complaining today. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, today I'm excited to be continuing our series called I Quit. I Quit. Today is kind of special because it is Mother's Day. Mother's Day, man. Happy Mother's Day to all you wonderful moms again. You mothers-to-be, you guys that may be pregnant and going through... Oh, Lord, different emotions, different feelings, and different things, and ups and downs. And also to you moms that are motherly figures, as we call them, uh, maybe you don't have sons and daughters, but you have wonderful uh, impact on individuals' lives. We're so thankful for our wonderful uh, motherly figures, so thank you guys so much. But today's sermon, I thought was a no better place to put this, is called, I Quit Complaining. Complaining. Now, this is my favorite subject because I always talk about Tasha. Tasha, you quit complaining. Tasha, stop complaining. Tasha, quit. Tasha, quit complaining. <laughs> how many times I tell you that? <laughs> so this is a big topic. So how many of you in here, help me out just for a second, know somebody who seems to complain about everything? Everything. Y'all know somebody? Oh, Lord, we're going to have church in here. Husbands, put your hands down. Quit talking about your wives. And, 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 and wives, put your hands down. Quit talking about your husbands. But think about it. You know somebody that complains all the time? All the time? It's crazy. I had to work my technical team for a second. I don't like it. Okay, thank you, because I don't have them highlighted. Thank you. All right, perfect, perfect. I had to get my slides set up, guys. I had to get them set up. But, but, but I'm, I, I, I tell you what, I know some people that complain all the time. All the time. And, and it's interesting to me that, that it doesn't matter. You can do every single thing right. Everything by the book, and they'll still pick something to complain about. Complain about the music's too loud at church. The services take too long. Pastor Michael tells way too many stories about himself because he always he knows himself better than everybody. He knows himself better than anybody else. He talks about himself. I went to McDonald's and it was supposed to be fast food and it ended up being slow food. And I tell you what, I went to Zaxby last night hoping it'd be fast food. It took me 35 minutes. I was mad. I was, oh, it was so worth it. It was every ounce worth it. But I'm sitting there, and, and I finally, we finally get up there. And I told the guy, I said, thank you, man. I hope you're having a great night. He said, it's just a little busy. I said, I understand. I almost said I had, I know I waited 35 minutes in here. And you drive through, what the heck, it's supposed to be fast food. And so we get going down the road, and, and I go, I guess they had to kill the chicken. Guess they had to kill the chicken. Ariel's with me and said, Daddy, isn't the chicken already dead when it gets there? <laughs> I said, yes, baby. I said, it's just, a, it's just one of those sayings that we're, you're complaining about something. 
it's taking too long, so I guess they had to go and actually prepare the chicken from scratch. They had to kill the chicken. <laughs> but we oftentimes, we complain. I mean, that's right. That's, that's, a, that's something that, that we can complain about, right? Food took too long, so they must have had to go kill the chicken. Amen? Amen. Nobody wants to work this day and age. Maybe you're like me, and, and you have these wonderful things called cell phones. Cell phones. I love my cell phone, and I love being able to access it. And, and we just recently upgraded our phones to 5G. We're on the 5G network, and, and 5G, you're supposed to get the best service. But you know what aggravates me? When I'm trying to look at something, I'm on the 5G network, and I can't get it to pull something up. Or I'm talking on the phone to Tasha, and we're riding, and, and I'm talking to her, and all of a sudden, my phone drops out. I can't hear you. Well, I don't know why you can't hear me. I haven't moved. I said, I haven't either. I don't know what, but we complain. These are justifying things to talk about and, 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 and complain about rights. I, I truly believe some people in their life, their spiritual gift is complaining. Whew, Lord, help them. We're praying for those complainers. Train them. We're praying for you. We know you complain all the time. But moms, have, have you ever done what you felt like everything was right. It's Mother's Day and we're, we're honoring you moms with VIP treatment with a red carpet and we're going to take some pictures here in a little bit. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited and, 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 and but, but, but man, you, you, you straighten up the house and you make it look good. Kids are going to school. You get them there on time. You fix them lunch. Straighten up the house while they're at school. And they come home and they ain't home five minutes and destroyed everything you done done. Amen. <laughs> Parents, you know what I'm talking about? Moms, you know what I'm talking about? And I know Tasha oftentimes, she's like, man, the girls, they come in from school, they drop their bags where they're at, they kick their shoes off, and they go run and do whatever they want. Go to the kitchen, open up the fridge, and, and make a mess. Husbands too. I, husbands? And, I mean, wives quit talking about your husbands today. This is not your day. Just, oh, my gosh. Tasha, stop complaining. Stop complaining. But we complain about these things. And, and, and we complain about, man, I wish my kid would do this. I wish my kid would be like this. Sometimes I just want to, my kid, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Stop it. Why are you doing that? Stop being like this. Quit being like your mama. <laughs> but how many of us complain about our jobs? We go to... And, and we walk in the door, and we're dreading going in, and then we start complaining. I got to work these long hours. I got to work with so-and-so. She puts that gum in her mouth, and she just <laughs> drives me nuts, and she complains. And see, some people complain that they don't have jobs. I don't have a job. And I'm going to tell you, there's some days that I don't like the jobs that I have, but you know what? I'm thankful that I have those jobs that I can prepare for my family. Uh, I don't forgot the word provide for my family I need to eat but people all the time complaining all the time complaining several people several people complain about it way too much way too much sometimes I think like our kids we complain that we have nothing to do kids ever come to you and like mommy daddy I'm bored I'm bored. And you look at them, you're like, go find something to do. 
got all these toys, you got all these tablets and electronics, Nintendos, go outside to the trampoline, you got something, find something to do. Back in the day, we had rocks and sand. We found stuff to do. Had stuff to do. And I'll be honest with you, there's a man in the Bible that had every right to complain. Every single right to complain. And it's a man called Job. Now, if you know this story and anything about Job, man, he had everything. He had his life was going on just perfect and it seemed like everything was lined up right. And, and Job here, in Job 10 and 1, he goes, I hate my life. Hate my life. Seemed like he had everything and everything was going good. And then things started happening. He started losing his livelihood, his jobs, his family, his houses. And he goes and he's complaining. I hate my life. And then, and then, and then later on in, in, in Job 10 and 1 here, it says, therefore I will give free reins to my complaints. I'm going to give free reins to it. I'm just going to say, all right, here's my complaints. I'm just going to be a complainer. I'm going to do it. And, and so, in other words here, he says, I'm not holding anything back. I'm just going to let it fly. I have a right. I'm mad. I'm upset. All these things are happening to me in my life, and everything was going good. And all of a sudden, boom, my life's been turned upside down. I'm just going to shout it out and speak out in bitterness. Had bitterness built up. Y'all ever, ever had something bad happen to you in your life and, and all of a sudden you become bitter about something? And don't raise your hands or anything, but, but, just, but just think with me for a minute. In our life, sometimes we allow things, things happen and, and, and sometimes we allow people, deep bitterness stirred up into us and now we're bitter about that person and he gets deep down in our soul and we become bitter about other things. Well, this person done me wrong. They treated me bad. They cut me off in traffic. They wrote me a bad check. They didn't pay me for work that was, you know, I did for them or whatnot. I'm going to complain about it. And then bitterness sets up our soul. There's also another man in the Bible I'm going to take a few moments to talk about. His name was Moses. And back in the Old Testament here, and, and I know I talk about Moses a lot in, in this particular story. And, and so I'll kind of give you an oversight here back in the Old Testament the Israelites, they were uh, being in bondage and they were slaves in, in Pharaoh's captivity in the, by the Egyptians. And, and they kept praying, God, we're here. The things that are terrible here, we're slaves. I mean, think about this. Nobody wants to be bound up and being told what to do all the time, right? No, I don't. I mean, I mean be miserable, right? If they're taking whips and they're like, hey, slave driving you all day and you're working, you know, 18-hour days and, and you're getting like two hours of sleep and they're giving you just crumbs to eat. I mean, that's terrible. Everybody, nobody wants to live like that, right? No, I don't. Uh, and, so, and so they were praying, God, we want out of these conditions. God, we want out of these conditions. God, get us out. And so God started to rise up a leader named Moses. And I love Moses because Moses had faith. And so, and so Moses was being a, a leader that was rose up and, and, and God was building and, and taking. And, and all of a sudden, he said, hey, go to Pharaoh and tell him these things are getting ready to take place if he don't let my people go. And so Moses could have easily did like I wanted to do. is say, I'm not qualified to do this. 
I don't think, man, man, you're telling me you want me to go to the boss boss. You want me to go to the president of the company and you want me to tell him if you don't get us out of these conditions, there's some bad things about to take place. So imagine y'all going to work tomorrow and you go up to the, find the CEO if you can get to him and you tell him, listen, if you don't get us out of here or you don't do our demands, then some bad things are going to happen. What do you think that man or woman's going to do to you, the president of the company? What do you think? Think with me just for a second. What do you think they're going to do? Probably if you can get to them, they're probably going to call security on you, right? You're probably going to go to jail. Not, nobody wants to go to jail. Do not, at least to me, y'all, unless God speaks to you clear, do not go in tomorrow and talk to your CEO and tell them. <laughs> Everybody give that? Well, Pastor Michael told me to come down here and tell you, Mr. CEO or Mrs. CEO, <laughs> I would be petrified. And Moses could have been like, okay, God, I'm not qualified. I'm not doing this. If I go anywhere near Pharaoh, he is going to kill me. He's going to take me out. They're going to send me to jail if I go to him. They're going to do worse things to me. But God had sent Moses. He said, hey, I'm going to go with you. And so, of course, Moses goes and goes to Pharaoh and says, hey, listen, if you do not let God's people go, bad things are going to happen. So long story short here, there were 10 miraculous plug, plagues and, and, and that came about, and it ended up changing Pharaoh's heart. Y'all kind of want to know what I'm talking about? Look up the Prince of Egypt. It's a great cartoon. Your kids will love it. It's awesome. And so Pharaoh let them go. Pharaoh let them out of captivity. The prison they were in, he said, hey, you can go. You go, get out of here. If it'll stop the plagues, go. Get out. See, God's going to send you a sign to let you know that it's time for you to go. <laughs> to get your attention. So they got out. They got out. And they're like, all right, Moses, where are we going? Moses like, we ain't getting out of here. We're getting out of Dodge. We're going over yonder. And so they get down to where the Red Sea is. And on one side of the sea, they see the other side of the sea. And they're like, okay, Moses, what now? This is where the Israelites, the complaining starts. I'm sure they were already complaining before them. Hey, what do you mean, Moses? we got to walk up out of here. Can't you get us some chariots and horses and let's ride up out of here? Let's ride out here in style. But, but, but the, right here, God had already set them free from the imprisonment they were in. So instead of praising God, they get to the, the Red Sea. They get there. They said, Moses, what now? What are we going to do for food? What are we going to do for shelter? What are we going to be doing, Moses? What gives? And then things get a little bit worse. Now that they're free, now that they're here, now that they're at a, at a moment where they're kind of figuring out things, here comes Pharaoh's army. And, and, and what's crazy about this is, is now they see them coming. They see the army coming, and the complaining really starts. It really starts. All right, Moses, how did God bring us here? How did, how did, how did, how did he get us to here and, and expect us to cross the Red Sea? How did he expect us down? Pharaoh's army's coming. Now, what now, Moses? What are we going to do? We are going to die. They're going to kill us. If they, they're going to, they, we done, we were free from them. Now they're going to take our kids, Moses. They're going to take our wives. They're going to do horrible things to us. 
We were already, we were already in captivity. We were already slaves. Now what, Moses? The army's coming. The army's coming. Exodus 6, 2 through 4. It says, in the, in the desert, the whole community, everyone was there. What do we do? And so, so check this out. That's what the Bible says. They grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, if only we had die, died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. Back where Pharaoh and them were at. If only we would have died there. Because, because now that we're here, they're all around us. They're all around us, and they're going to take us out. And, and, and they go on, and they start complaining. We're going to die. I wish I would have died back there. Because now, now things are going to get worse, Moses. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. If we want to hurt God's heart, if you want to drive away people, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to, <laughs> let me give them the right notes here. If you want to hurt the heart of God, if you want to drive other people away, if you want to hurt yourself, do what most people do. Keep complaining. And so if you're taking notes today, complaining offends the heart of God. Complaining offends the heart of God. And so, so if you want to hurt God and you want to hurt, start complaining. Well, God, you didn't do this. God, you allowed these things to happen to me. You allowed these bad experiences to come my way. God, why did you do this? And God begins to break his heart. And we can drive others away if we constantly hear, say, well, I'll tell you why I love people. And I love when we see people and we want to see people, uh, their, their lives be restored and the brokenness be restored in their life. And, and so we love on people. But, uh, but if, if we're sitting around and all we're doing is complaining, I don't think anybody's going to want to come to this church. <laughs> People's like, hey, what's well, at church? Like I said, we love all people. Regardless of the background you come from, we want God to restore the brokenness in your life. Because here's the fact, is, is, hey, it's not my job to try to fix you. It's my job to give you the tools necessary to let God restore the brokenness in your life. And that's what's great. It's knowing, hey, you can be hurt, you can be broken, you can be beat up and, and broken down, but God can restore that brokenness in your life. That's why our logo was designed like it's designed. It's because we know people are broke, people are hurting. And the representation of the, uh, the Band-Aid is this is a place of healing a place of restoration. And we want to be the heartbeat of church and love on people. So we're going to let God restore the brokenness in our lives. But when we complain and we say, hey, nobody, nobody, you know, we were done this way or Pastor Michael's this way and you believe Pastor Michael likes everybody and loves everybody? Yes, Pastor Michael loves everybody. And when I say everybody, everybody. Because if somebody comes in here different than we are, guess what we're going to do? We're going to love on them just like God's going to love on us. Well, Pastor Michael, they're sinners. Well, so were we. We once were lost, and then we were found. The Bible tells us we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And so, and so we're, we're a judgment-free church, but we're going to preach the gospel, and we're going to preach what the Bible tells us of sin is sin, and the wages of sin is death. We're not going to deter from the Bible, but if you come in here and you're broken, we're going to love you and let God fix you. So we're not going to complain. We have to stop complaining in our lives.
We have to stop. We have to quit complaining. Well, the food, it just, it was terrible today. It just stinks. It sucks. This is what aggravates me. Tasha will tell you. It was good, but there's always a but. I'm like, but nothing. <laughs> I'm like, it's the best food you ever had in your entire life, woman. <laughs> But I'm going to unpack something on you and, and kind of unpack something. Complaining is very dangerous. Complaining is very dangerous because, because what it does is it starts, it starts opening up things in our life that can lead us to sin. When we complain and we allow complaints to happen, we start trying to fill those gaps with other things. Well, my wife, I don't feel like she loves me. I, I don't feel like she shows me that attention. So I'm going to start feeling it trying to fool those voids with things that I shouldn't. Maybe our kids feel like they want that motherly attention or that fatherly attention and they're rebelling up against us because they want the attention that we're not giving them. And we're complaining about it. Well, I don't know why my kid does this. I don't know why my kid does that. But are we showing them the attention that they're trying to give or needing? We've got to stop complaining. Got to stop complaining. And so, so check it out, check it out. <laughs> Numbers uh, 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 11, 1 through 2. <laughs> check it out, check it out. <laughs> the people complained about the hardship in the, he- in the hearing of the Lord. And when he heard them, y'all check it out, check it out. <laughs> His anger was aroused. Jesus, I mean, God here, he got ticked off. He was upset because they were complaining. Moms, y'all think for a second. Y'all gave birth to baby or babies. And what you know what I hear from, from my wife all the time? Well, I birthed you. Quit complaining. Find something else to do. Quit aggravating your sister. I, look, you don't know the struggles you're dealing with. You were birthed from me. <laughs> Anybody ever told your kids that, moms? Ever told your kids, uh, listen, I brought you in this world. I'll take you out. You know what I mean? It's all right, moms, you can say that. <laughs> Quit complaining. And, 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 and you do everything for you kids. Moms, I, my mom's wonderful, and she'd do anything in the world for me. I know as a kid, daddy don't whoop me now, but she'd save me from a lot of butt whoopings. I'd get mad at something. Mom would be there, try to pick up the pieces. But you know what I'd oftentimes do? I'd still complain. I'd still be mad. I'd still be upset. Amy, though, she's the one that saved me from a lot of hardships. Now, now I know, I don't know about y'all, but I know now that I have kids, when my kids tick me off, and I mean, they make me mad, I'm like, I give you everything that you could ask for within reason. I, I, you got the clothes that you have. We try to get you the, you know, the food that you want when you want it. We try to take you to get ice cream. We try to get you gifts and toys and game systems and things that we, we, we try to do those things when we can. And you treat us like this. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and so it could be easy to get mad. And that's how God was here in, in, in this particular scripture. He's like, you've got everything and, and you've been blessed. you got food to eat. you got water to drink. And you're still complaining because you're dealing with the hardship. You remember a couple series ago, we talked about we can praise God. It's easy to praise God on the mountaintop. 
when everything's going good, it's, man, we can praise God. Man, thank you, Lord. I got a bonus at work. I can afford to put gas in my car. I got, I got this and I got that. Man, things are going good. Somebody blessed me with the meal. Man, it's going great. But the very moment that things don't seem to be going right, your washer goes out. Your dryer goes out. You get one thing fixed, and then your tires go flat. All these things happen to us in about an eight-month period. Things would be going good, and all of a sudden we'd be hit with something else. And believe me, when we went on that mountaintop, it was very easy to start complaining. But there's often times we had to sit back and say, God, we're sorry for complaining. You've blessed us with this. You've blessed us with in-laws to say, hey, here's this. We best us with parents to say, hey, we're going to help you achieve this. We're going to help you do that. And so, y'all check this out, check this out. So God was upset at him. And it goes on and tells us he sent, he sent, y'all, I love God. He's, he's such a great guy and he's got such a sense of humor. I don't know if they think it's a sense of humor or not, but y'all check this out. The fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. Y'all hear that? This is scripture now. The fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. Y'all, they were complaining to God and it made him so mad that they set the yard on fire. So some of y'all, if y'all go home today and your house, or not your house, but your yard's on fire, maybe God's trying to, you done ticked him off somehow. Maybe he's trying to get your attention. Now if you go home today and your, and your yard's on fire, y'all please call me because I'm going to laugh with you because God's got a sense of humor. But if y'all know today, if it's burning, it's got to be God because, man, it's so wet out there. All right, I got to hurry, I got to hurry, I got to hurry. I got to hurry. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, so, but yeah, 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 yeah. So they were, so, they, God was so angry at them that he set the outskirts of the camp on fire. Now listen, set the outskirts of the camp on fire. It set their house on fire. What's significant about this is God's going to give you a warning sign. God's going to give you a warning sign just like he did Jonah. He tried to get his attention by letting the whale swallow him up or he sent the storm to get his attention. And then the whale swallowed him up. So, so sometimes God's going to get your attention by setting your yard on fire. Sometimes God's a, God's a God of justification. God's a God of love and mercy too. But sometimes he tries to get our attention. Sometimes he's got to set our yards on fire. One time Moses whined to God and then he complained to the people. Or excuse me. <laughs> Moses was whining to God about the people complaining. They're complaining to me about what you're doing, God. What am I supposed to do? Being a pastor, sometimes it can be difficult because we carry a lot of weight on our shoulders. Because, because not only do I have my family that I constantly have to watch over and oversee. But I have the honor and privilege to watch it and oversee in each one of you in our online campus and everybody in between. We get comments and, and prayer requests and, and different things all the time. And we're honored to do those, and we're honored to get those things, and we're honored to serve you guys. But, but, but sometimes I'm like, God... Why did you call me to do this? I, it just seems like every day I'm getting overwhelmed. I, I don't know if I got any more prayers left in me. 
but I keep praying. I keep praying for you guys, and y'all keep sending me your stuff. I love praying for you and praying with you and, and lifting you up and encouraging you. So y'all write us any time, uh, and, so, and so we don't, we don't complain. But, but Moses here, he, he complained to God. He said, he said <laughs> y'all check this out. They're complaining to me. And God said, actually, you're wrong. They may be complaining to you, but they're complaining about me. See, God does things, and I, why do bad things happen to good people? I don't know, but God's preparing for something bigger and better yet. Why does God do the things he does? I don't know. But I know that God loves you. He loves me, and he loves everybody in this world. And, and y'all, <laughs> so, so when bad things happen, don't complain about it. Say, God, I don't know. Why did I get a flat tire? It's easy when you get a flat tire to get upset and get mad. But maybe God's saving you from something down the road. The other week, I was running late for work. Running late for work. And I was like, oh, shoot. I, I, I tried to leave my house about 10 minutes to 6. I left about 10 minutes after 6. As I'm getting going down the road, I'm going down 52, heading towards Winston. About to where I would have been was an accident. So by me oversleeping, I could have easily complained about it. God, why didn't you let my alarm clock go off? Why did you let me oversleep? But maybe God was saving me for something, an accident. Was it a coincidence? I don't know, but I, I sit back and I said, thank you, God, for allowing me to be late. I don't know why I was late, but, but thank you, God. And so I could have easily complained about it. I, I got to keep going, I got to keep going. I got to hurry, hurry, hurry. Uh, See, see. Complaining carries significant consequences. I'm going to close with this. I'm going to close with this. Complaining carries significant consequences. For every action that we do, there's an equal or opposite reaction, right? It's Murphy's Law. <laughs> and so when we do something, whether it's good, bad, ugly, bright, there's going to be a consequence for everything that we do. So the other week, and I'm not telling you guys this to boast, but but we were I was sitting in the line at Taco Bell, and something about me and food lines and having to wait. <laughs> but I was sitting there, and there was like six cars in front of me, getting aggravated. But I had to get the girl something to eat, so I'm sitting there. And as I'm sitting there, I just noticed somebody behind me. I don't know what they were going through in their life, but God said, "Hey, I want you to buy their meal. I want you to bless them." Okay, God. So I finally get up there, order, and, and I don't know what they ordered, and get up there, I pay for my food, and, and the guy says, thank you. I said, hey, listen. I said, I'm going to pay for the car right behind me. And the guy looked at me, and he's like, oh, okay. And it uh, doesn't matter what the total was, but it was a pretty substantial total, so I paid for it. And, 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 and I put, a, I handed the guy a card that says, hey, how can we pray for you? How can we pray for you? Didn't invite them to church. Just want to pray for them. With the expectations, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if they had write us, they'd tear it up, throw it in the trash. I didn't care. I just wanted to bless them. And, and I had two options whenever I received, when he told me what the amount was, I had two options. I could have been bitter about it and say, God, that's way too much. I can't believe you want me to pay for somebody's bill that was that amount of money. What's wrong with you? Or I could say, God, I don't have that. But you know what I said? I said, God, I don't know what they're going through. 
I said, I want to bless them. And I said, okay, God. I said, I said, listen. I said, I'm going to pray for them. So I began to pray. So we got this cool message not uh, last week or the week before. It says, hey, thank you for the meal. Don't understand what I was going through. But that little token of appreciation meant a lot. Thank you in their name. Which is great. And, and we didn't do it because we wanted a response. We did it because we want to be able to be a blessing to people. And see, see, I don't know what this individual was going through, but I felt like God was saying, hey, I want you to do it. And let's just face it, we all know what's in our bank account. And, and I was like, okay, God, I don't know why you want me to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. And so, and so I look at that and say, well, if I wouldn't have done this, what could have happened? You don't know what kind of blessing you could be. You don't know what somebody's doing in, your, in their life, where they're at in their life. That's why I always tell you guys, love people. Because you never know what somebody's going through. And that may have been the very thing that saved him from doing the inevitable. And so, and so our, our actions and our complaints carry significant consequences. If I could get a plane, if somebody would have cut me off in traffic the other day, I could have, you know, I could have run them off the road, something tragic could have happened. Even in our lives, we can complain about certain things that could be detrimental to our character, to our church. We'll go out, I'm going to tell you all this. tell you how many times we've been out to eat me and Tasha be having conversations about different things and and we will talk about certain issues and, and things but you never know who's around you listening and one day we were talking about the church and how the church was doing and some of the things we were planning and the couple behind us turned around and said hey y'all are met at church I watch y'all online freaked me out a little bit Oh, that's pretty cool. Look at that's so awesome. She said, you guys are doing awesome things. She said, we'll have to come check you out sometimes. And I wish they'd come. I wish they would. I, mean, I really do. I couldn't point them out in a crowd of people, but, but you never know who's listening. If I could have was over there and I was just, you know, Tracy, she comes to our church, here and Jet, you know, they're losers. <laughs> no, they're great people. You know, she's wonderful. <laughs> but if I was just down on her, then that's going to say, man, I don't want to come to your church because you talk about people. You call them losers. Tracy's awesome. Her and Jed are wonderful. We love them to death. But people are watching us. And that could be a consequence that I don't want to have. When I get up here, I try to give you guys the word of God and a life-giving message each and every week because I want God to restore the brokenness in your life. Pastor Michael, this is a little bit different. Mother's Day's message. Just a little bit. But you moms, you're awesome. Listen, when things around your house get hard and your kids are driving you insane, keep loving them. Keep instilling the word of God in them. Keep trusting God. Stop complaining. Husbands, men, stop complaining. Me too, myself included. I have to stop complaining because our kids are watching us. And we want the best for them. You guys, if you'll stand with me this morning, if you're able to, online campus, right where you're at, we just want to pray this morning. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for this day. God, help us each and every day to stop complaining.
God, it's so easy to do and the enemy wants us to complain about everything. But God, today we just want you to help us identify the things. And Lord, if we're around people that constantly complain, Lord, let us be a light to them and not feed into that negativity. Because God, we want to be the light that shines bright through the darkness. And God, we just want to thank you again for all of our moms. God, just touch all of our motherly figures, God, and all of our moms, Lord. Lord, just help them to be the brightest light in their homes, God. God, when things may not seem to go right, Lord, just lead us, guide us, and direct us, and let us stand above all of those negative things that may come our way. The same way with our fathers, God. God, uplift them. Let them be that leader that we need to be, God. Lord, if somebody don't know you today, let them know. All they have to do is say the simple prayer. Dear Jesus, Thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross for me. I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins so that I can live with you forever in paradise. When it gets hard and I want to complain, God, reassure me you're there with me and help me not to complain. Keep me encouraged and lift me up when I fall. In your name I pray. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.